Today, I welcome Greg Bernard. He is a Michelin star chef, a creative director, a fashion designer, and the founder of Black Dahlia, a CBD company based in Los Angeles. Thank you so much for joining me. I always start the show with what do you believe? So maybe you can tell me what you believe and then we can take it further. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is such a crazy question and I'm, I would imagine that everybody, I, since you first sent me this question, it's almost been a soul searching opportunity. Mm. Um, I'm one of those people that you could kind of ratchet onto any subject and I could just kind of motor on. But um, in kind of the framework of, of our conversations, I think the closest that I could come to answering that question is I believe that we can do more. I believe that I believe that we don't have uh, limitations. Um, I believe that our only limitations are the ones that we set on ourselves. And um, I'm really uh, I've spent the last year just kind of going up against walls and forging through a lot of what I thought were limitations for myself, and only finding that there was such a wide expanse beyond those things. And so. I guess for me, it's kind of a meta question on a daily basis. It's like, how much more can I give and how much more is there that we can do? Yeah, what a great answer to the question. I mean, I, when you talk about blocks, um, that kind of, that strikes me because I'm always interested in how people remove their own blocks. Yeah, um, I think I'm really fortunate in that the industry coming from fine dining for so many years as I have, there's really no option for it. Um, mm. the services can become very long or they can become, you know, maybe dark, but at the end of the day, we're all these kind of eternal optimists uh, that need to force ourselves kind of to forge a new path or to fight through. The, the night will end or the service will end or some of the largest and most complex problems that we have, even something at, like opening a restaurant with one million moving parts is that you have to have the mental fortitude and you have to know that there is a better place on the other side that eventually you will make that breakthrough and that as long as you get up and keep fighting that um there's really nothing that can stand in your way once you have a little bit of success or you can get a foothold in one place you generally can find it pretty much anywhere I love that you said that because it reminds me of when we first had a conversation, you said that, you know, you're a man of many talents. You're a man that you've done so many things and you, and the answer to what do you believe? I mean, is firstly, I'm thinking you, we, you know, we all can do more right now, particularly in this climate absolutely. of what's going on. We absolutely can do more. And, and, and it, I'm, I'm just, I'm getting chills right now because, you know, you do a lot in your life. And the fact that you are saying we could do more or I can do more is kind of amazing. I mean, can you tell everyone all the things that you do? Or maybe I need to do that as the host, but <laughs> you do a lot. Yeah, it's, I don't really think about it until someone asks me, but yeah, so I have, I spent uh, 20 years in fine dining kind of chasing uh, Michelin stars and just constant desire for improvement and being the best, being perfect every plate, night after night. Um, I started out as an artist. I was a painter and a musician. 
Um, so uh, when I have a chance, I still paint. I think I had my first sold out show when I was 23 years old. Uh, mm. Wow. Um, then now I've started, since I left fine dining in an executive chef capacity, I started two uh, fashion companies, this CBD company, um, and then I just uh, signed on to do an incubator for a kind of co-op um, that's on the other side of the city. And I just am kind of always, I really enjoy problems and I really enjoy working them out. And yes. uh, so that's kind of what I do a lot. I, if I'm awake, I could be working. I'm a, a creative soul. Yes, you are. I'm always, always trying to figure out something, something new, something exciting. That's great. So getting back to what you were saying, I mean, this is because it's, it's, it's all connecting, right? It's all connecting. I mean, you know, connecting the dots, dots in a conversation, going back to what you said about, it's sort of like a formula in a way that we kind of talked about this in the beginning, our first conversation, you sort of, when you, when you feel success or you achieved success in so many different things, do you apply the same kind of like, like a formula to that. Is there something that you've un uncovered, like code-wise, that you can sort of share in that your success has been across so many different areas? Yeah, I, you know, I think for me, first and foremost, um, I have to believe in it wholeheartedly. I'm a, I'm a terrible liar. I, my face will not allow me to. <laughs> I, the second that something is funny, it just it just pops up on my face. Maybe it's right. one of my, my best attributes. It could be maybe not so good an attribute, but I'm very honest um, to start. I have to really uh, believe in the project. And I think that when the projects are honest and they're soulful, um, if, if, you, if, if at least the ideas are, uh, I don't know, true, then you just add a dose of integrity and it kind of sews the whole thing together. So I don't really see a difference in starting a fashion line or starting a CBD line or starting a, a co-op incubator, as long as the, the framework around them all kind of has the same, uh, the same, I don't know, je ne sais quoi, it has the same attributes. Uh, I was thinking a lot too about this con conversation that we were gonna have because I was thinking a lot, especially in the climate now about people and the things that have influenced me the most. And so mm -hmm. I can say that maybe my inspiration would come from a jazz drummer or maybe it came from an artist or whatever sets that spark off. One of my favorite quotes that's going around a lot right now is Tupac. He said, maybe I'm not the guy who starts the revolution, but maybe I'm the guy who lights the spark in the head of the person. And I was thinking wow. about all of the people who have influenced me here to now and the projects that I really enjoy working on is that it was also honest and you i think you can just innately see a project and you can know if it's either a land grab and someone is in it because they understand that there's probably a windfall of money um, and then you can see projects that start because it's really truly about nurturing the soul or it's about just pure honesty i think you see that really most readily in art and music that you know uh or even actors, films, you can tell immediately whether it's coming from an honest place. Yes. Um, I think that help guide, helps guide me 
as a North Star is yeah. that I just have a, a meter for honesty when I see how people are um, presenting themselves, what kind of what the ethos is inside of a company. Um, uh, and for me to sign on to any project or any of the projects that I've done, I really, I really need for that. That's probably the biggest uh, and most powerful motivator for me is that it's completely honest. Um, yes. Yeah. Beautiful. So well said. Thank you. So speaking of the CBD space, um, Black Dahlia is your brand. Um, and I'm just, I'm wondering what got you into that space? Yeah, that's, uh, that's a great question. That, so coming from the world of um, fine dining, it's a really intense place. Uh, we take ourselves maybe sometimes a little too seriously, but the one thing that's congruent for everybody in fine dining is the intensity is always there. And you don't have a moment to be off. Um, every service is as important or more important than the previous service. You never know who's reviewing you. The, uh, the, the market as a whole, especially when you're looking at going for Michelin stars or you're looking for the review from the you know, SF Chronicle or Los Angeles Times, it's, there's an intensity there that, um, that is pretty brutal. And the excesses of executive chefs are long storied. And I was always kind of looking for a way to um, balance myself. And I, until I found CBD, I was still kind of in the throes of all of the intensity of being a chef. We have really obscenely high standards of ourselves, of everyone around us. And uh, I was at a point in my life where I really just needed a change, where mm -hmm. it was time for me to evolve to the next step. And I didn't know anything about CBD and my wife put it in front of me. And I think after three days of taking it, I, it's a cumulative, a cumulative kind of um, uh, activity where after three days, whether you notice it or not, it really does start to take effect. And I think I went off it after the fourth day and I had a moment that was just terrifying to me where all of my rage and my intensity and my you know, need for perfection just came out, you know, I was triggered by the guy driving next to me that was part of, you know, and then that bled into the conversation that I was having and I stopped kind of out of body experience. And I said, oh my, my gosh, is this how I act? Like always. Mm. And my wife said to me, this times 10 all day, every day. And it just, it snapped in me where I was, um, I just, I recognized that I really needed this in my life, that I was starting to calm down, that I was having more control over my emotional response, that mm. kind of the answer to a lot of the issues I've been having. I didn't realize that I hadn't slept in 10 years. Wow. Really, and um, one of the things why I think that if it would have happened, if this opportunity had come to me maybe a year or two earlier, and I didn't have such a personal response to CBD, I think I probably would have laughed it off. And I'm really fortunate, super blessed that these people are in my life uh, because it really did change my life. And I can't say it enough. And I really try to, I preach to all my friends. I know that CBD doesn't work for everybody in the same way. For me, it changed my life completely. And you know why I think that CBD is so important right now is 
everyone has started to kind of wake up to the idea that there are alternative forms of medicine. I was very close to going back onto a psychotropic. And yeah. that's, and that just tells you kind of how intense that industry can be. And um, once I figured out, you know, so many of my problems could be solved uh, naturally, mm. that, that didn't require big pharma, that didn't require someone re reconditioning my brain with new uh, uh, molecules. It for me was an enormous relief. And so I think I've been, I've been on CBD now for two years. We started Black Dahlia about a year ago, really intensely. And uh, we're just coming into the final phases of finishing our first three products, which are ready to go to market or through NFP and all of that. That's, that's incredible. So what about your products are, what, what sets them apart and how do you stand apart in the CBD space? Because it can be quite crowded and confusing and you know, what one should look for when they're looking for a CBD product, you know, I'm, I'm, and, and, and what's the dose too? I mean, how did you, you know, in your experience, it sounds like it's something that you take every day, right? This is something. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it is kind of daunting. And I think it's incumbent upon leaders inside the industry to really kind of set the pace because it's still um, attached to cannabis and THC. There are, um, there are some tricky elements to it. We're doing everything above board. We've done everything inside um, county sanctioned kitchens. We, we want to be, we want to set a standard uh, for the industry in what it, in, in its positive portion. Uh, as far as the playing field out there, it's, it's really amazing. There's some incredible people doing incredible work inside the field. Uh, because it hasn't been regulated by the FDA yet, there's no real, there have been independent studies that have been done uh, all over America that show incredible benefits to what, uh, to, how, to how many ways that CBD can help people um, until it's actually regulated by the FDA, of course, uh, it's, it's kind of anyone's game. That's where the, it kind of goes back to my thing about honesty. Um, right. What we want to do is provide the most honest and elegant approach to what we do. And so our North Star, our entire ethos is about, is about um, kind of using the best quality ingredients. It, it, a lot of it parallels what I learned in fine dining. You start with really amazing ingredients you remain super honest to those ingredients and then you use the best technique and mm. right? Right. and so what we pride ourselves on is all natural we're vegan um we're non-gmo we mm -hmm. want to hit as many of the boxes that help us sleep at night and i think that's been a really great coup for us is that when we first started there were a lot of those roadblocks in place and we're like well it'd be a lot easier if you use this product and you know, the day that we kind of resigned ourselves to making the extra step to go vegan, to pull, you know, um, gelatin out of recipes. That's an easy way, sure. Right. And we had a lot of really incredible moments where we were like, are we looking for the blue ribbon to be the first ones on the market to do this? Or mm. do we want to be the best in show? And so we spent a lot of time innovating. Our jolie is actually completely unique to uh, the entire industry. It's got five ingredients. Um, it's completely natural and it's vegan. And when we took it to LMCC, 
for a uh, luxury cannabis conference, people asked how long it took us to make this. And we responded, we, were, we said, well, I think it took us about three months to get the basic formulation and everyone could not believe it. And I had to remind them gently, I'm like, well, my partner, you know, she's from a, a school of dentistry from Paris and I spent 20 years in fine dining. So really it took about 40 years for us to do this. Yes. Three months. But I would say what one thing that's overwhelmingly clear for most people when they interface with our product is that we're honest and we aren't trying, this is, this is clearly not a land grab for us, that we really are here because every one of us in our own individual way has had a really uniquely personal experience with CBD. Right. And I think that helps separate us a little bit from, from the rest of the market. I mean, yeah. there's so many amazing products out there right now. It's been a really exciting time. And I'm a firm believer that there's enough sun for everyone. Yes. So what we do is we show up with honesty, integrity, and quality. And um, we just, we hope that people have a personal experience with our products. Absolutely. So you would, you consider Black Dahlia a luxury CBD? I would, yeah. I mean, purely from a price point, we probably sit among kind of the, the legacy brands. Um, yeah. We're interested in people who want to have an experience uh, with the product. We, you know, we, we pride ourselves in delivering a product that uh, for instance, our chocolate bonbons, which, by the way, I need to send to you. Oh, please. Oh, my God. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> bonbons are incredible because, um, maybe I'm biased, but uh, the when you open a box and you eat one of these bonbons, it could be from any of the legacy brand chocolatiers. It could be from um, Jacques Torres. Or it could be, yeah. That's, that was the goal. And wow. so we, we want people to have, you know, maybe more of a, um, a, a place and time associated to using our products. We certainly don't want to um, be completely utilitarian in our aspect. We wanna, we wanna engage the entire experiential portion of building a really elegant and thoughtful brand. Beautiful, that's right up, right up my alley. I cannot wait to try the bonbons. You know, it's so ironic and so, it's kismet, really. My mom um, is, is suffers from tremendous pain, and <clears throat> physical physically she's she's not well. And um, she had just texted me right before we before we got on the call. She said, "You know, Andrea, I need I need something like CBD or something to rub on my." I said, "Oh, this is perfect. What timing? I mean, out of nowhere yeah. for her knees and her ankles. Yeah. Do you have products for for that use as well?" Yeah, we do. We have, that's another thing that's pretty unique, I think, about our brand is that we are, we're kind of motivating into a lifestyle brand. And so our founder, who uh, is an MIT doctor uh, of neurology, uh, is the guy who basically kind of, he's our founder, and he is, mm. he has a patent um, in process right now for a nano formulation, but he is working on a facial cream, topical cream, we have an oral spray. We have the Jolies, which is kind of a fancy French word for gummy. Mm -hmm. um, we have the bonbons. We have a completely sugar-free uh, um, lollipop, which doesn't promote TPK. Right. Um, it's pretty incredible. We have candles. We have incense. Oh, nice. So 
when we approach the um, exercise of trying to figure out where CBD is kind of what what are the best vehicles for CBD <clears throat> it kind of <clears throat> excuse me it boils down to what um, sorry hang on no it's okay it kind of boils down to what 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 ailments where's the vacuum in the market yeah. my aunt who suffered with you know a lot of different ailments she's getting older now she's um in her 70s and uh, i sent her some um, oil that was laced with thc and i said you can put this in your mouth and you can put this on your knees cool. and she, like she is rather old school in her thinking but the second that she started using it she saw she kind of woke up to how dynamic cbd can be as as a product um it's it's just opened a world of possibilities and people who i really thought might be staunch um, opponents to anything that came out of the cannabis market are kind of waking up to the fact that it's just so much more dynamic and exciting than what they'd previously thought. That so, is so great. I guess to answer your question, there's so many different ways to access it and so yeah. many ways to, um, to kind of tailor it to whatever your needs are. You know what um, I mean? Yeah, for sure. It sounds incredible. I, I can't wait to get on your website and start ordering stuff. I'm very excited. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if, and I think this was a question that I, I wanted to ask, but I really feel like I know the answer. If you're ever short on inspiration, I, I just don't think you ever are. Are you ever <laughs> short on inspiration? And if you are short on inspiration, what do you do to, to get inspired? Oh man, am I short on inspiration? You know, I don't, I guess maybe on certain projects, like things might go a little cool, but um, it, the way I view it is kind of the way I viewed it as a painter, which was I need 20 canvases in front of me at all times. And maybe that's a function of my brain, but the second that one no longer is kind of talking, speaking back to me, I can turn around the room and I can look at another one. That one, obviously, to me, when it's the same way that I look at problems inside any of the companies, uh, is that I, whatever is obviously sticking out the most that needs work on, I'll just go and attack it. And generally speaking, I have enough projects that I can kind of turn around. I, I would imagine that if I had one focus, I would probably have to go look for inspiration, but I'm really blessed that all of the companies that I have my hands in right now are all engaging, exciting. Anytime any of them cool off, there's plenty of other stuff that I can do in another department. Um, the way that it kind of boils out is I, I, if, 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 the, if the timeline were endless and I could attack all of the things that are inside my brain and get them out, um, uh, it would probably fill up a couple lifetimes, I guess. Maybe that's a little, <laughs> but yeah, inspiration. I don't, I've just never had a problem. Yeah. I, I, from a very early age and it was, you're creative and you're going to do this, wake up and attack the day. That is so, so great. What an inspiration. I love it. Lucky. Now, how, how is the restaurant business doing? I mean, what, so you're in LA and you guys are open. Now, what's happening with COVID and the restaurant business? 
you know, out uh, there. It's uh, it's just been it's been kind of um, terrifying. I think that I always I'm 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 oddly this insanely eternal optimist. Um, I I believe in um, nuts and bolts operations. I believe in strategies. I believe in having really honest and open debates about what it is that can make us better in in any one particular mode. And I've watched a lot of my friends who spent, you know, they, they put their life savings into four walls and a dream. And um, one of the things that uh, is, I guess, the most, the most crippling to see is that somewhere along the way, we have to get better at how we have those honest conversations with ourselves, mm -hmm. with each other. And I'd spent a lot of conversations, people ask me, I also did a lot of consultation as uh, an, an efficiency expert. And they would ask me, how do I get my costs down? How do I increase my margins? And it was always kind of either, you don't, ha you don't have a money problem, you have a spending problem. Like the concept is too burden burdensome for you to carry on this way. Like signing a lease for $35,000 a month and then building a concept that requires 40 people to open on a daily basis is, you know, there's a lot of this opulence and LA has been this incredible place to be for the last five or 10 years and food. It's just such an incredible dining scene. Mm. But um, I think that in some ways it's really great. It's a wake up call for all of us to be more uh, conscientious of how we develop our, our systems, how we can better take care of each other, um, how we don't necessarily need to chase a second concept after on the heels of the success of the first one, which yeah. maybe could stand to be run a little better. I'm, um, and I mean this in the best way with complete love to all of my friends. Uh, I'm really happy to see people opening. I really hope that people are, uh, my friends are all really diligent. And so I'm not a fan of the binary where it's open or not open. I'm really a fan of, we could do this and we can do it in steps, but let's just be honest and let's talk to each other. Let's engage the leaders in the industry and ask how we can do this and move forward in a way that doesn't completely cripple the entire industry. Yeah. Um, and so I could talk to you about this for three hours. I yeah. Think. No, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, this is, I think everyone's wondering what, what's going to happen. Um, you know, I mean, New York city is, it's restaurants, it's bars, it's why you live here. It's a big part of why people live here because they don't live in their homes as much as we've been living in our homes. We've, we're always out. And now what's going to happen when we're finally out and there's nowhere to go? Yeah, I mean, I can really, I can really only hope that if, at the very least and probably one of the best things that happened um, by and large to the restaurant industry is that now people understand how how caring the people inside the industry are. Yes. How intensely focused and driven they are, how um, how just in, like incredibly uh, strong-willed, um, in, incredible fortitude, and they uh, and people have started to figure out that it's not it's not something to be overlooked that in fact, it is a really difficult business to operate, let alone having to now masks. Yeah. And uh, it should be interesting. I also, again, my internal optimist is gonna come out and tell you that in two or three years, everything is gonna be fine. The, right. the climb out is gonna be a little difficult, but I think that we're all available for the challenge. I think 
um, there, if you've ever met a restaurant person or a chef and Rich. Yes. Yes, I do. I know. I know quite a few of them. And it, it's, it's grit. It's, it's absolute. It's 100% grit. You have to have that in order to have a restaurant for sure. Um, you know, I've just been reading so many disheartening um, articles about restaurateurs who really were just already having a hard time. And then COVID, COVID hit. Um, so yes, it's been, you know, just even in my little neighborhood, you know, just seeing how everyone's been banding together and, you know, of course, getting takeout, getting deliveries, supporting the restaurants. Um, it's been incredibly important during this time and we'll, cont we'll continue to do that, of course. Sure. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, it's... An old chef of mine, this is, I'm, I know that this, it, it kind of um, permeates the entire industry, but an old chef said to me one time, uh, uh, there are no problems, only solutions. Yes. And that's an enormous, yes. an enormous thing to take to heart, is that um, bring a solution before, and uh, before the, everybody knows that there's a problem, but right. it's all together. And so I, I'm excited for it. Have, have, a, have a lot of the, owners been banding together have there is the have has there been a big okay great i mean that's people yeah, have been really supporting each other in that in that business in terms yeah. of owners and and chefs okay good that's good yeah LA is enormous um there are so many restaurants so many incredible people uh, a lot of a lot of our friends including myself one of my old contracts we started a community uh non-profit venue that was built at people who are marginalized that don't necessarily even if they weren't coming to this restaurant before uh they have an opportunity to eat food and so um i personally had a hand in developing one entire menu that was completely non-profit that was uh completely it was a uh, pickup or delivery only there's a lot of people who completely switched their they pivoted their models to really the heart and soul of what the you know hospitality and industry is which is taking care of people yeah it's really inspiring to see um we have, we have a bunch of people, even in, in this uh, kitchen that I work out of for the CBD business that were fine dining chefs that came out of Michelin starred kitchens who basically shut their businesses down and created entirely new business models that were based in, entirely on donations and about feeding people who didn't have access to food. Um, I think it's really inspiring to watch what folks have done. You really see the spirit of people rising yeah. in the face of adversity. So. Wow, that's. I believe it'll work. I believe that we will come back stronger than ever. Absolutely, absolutely. I I believe that as well. I do. I mean, you know, it, it it feels like that. It just it just sometimes I think during the height of COVID, walking the streets of New York was, was sort of like, wow, okay, this is this is pretty dark right now. I mean, this is you know, this, these are places that we've known for years, and we've all they're institutions, and they're not going to be here when. When everything opens it's just i think we all we we mourned that you know that kind of you know like the lucky strikes and you know all these great places that we grew up going to you know um it's just sad it's it's one of those the blessing in there is that we took for granted some really incredible yeah. and uh maybe we will it'll cause folks that don't have as intimate of a knowledge maybe they will we'll start to figure out like how important this community is to everybody. Absolutely. You're so right. No, thank you for that. That's, 
It's so true. I'm so, I'm so honored. And, and this conversation was so refreshing and, and honest. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much.